Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSR, HealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSR, HealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Everybody, welcome to Marianne Live. I'm your host. Of course I am. Who else would I be? I'm, my host is in the bathroom, and I'm just standing in for Marianne. Just kidding. It's Marianne. You're in the right place. Yay. And you've come back, or if you're here for the first time, how exciting. You have come to the right place. We support you attracting and creating healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationships. The other thing we like to do here at Marianne Live for the last 11 years is help you take all of the information that you gather and let it move down into and inform the way you move through the world, right? Your embodied relationship with information. That's why we love to do practice here at Marian Live. And by the way, we start every program with two pieces of practice. One of them is arriving, right? Arriving to where we are. And part of how I like to invite you to do that for us all to do that is to find our breath. Just find where your breath is in your body. <sighs> yeah, you might take a breath and notice mine's in my belly, actually, and a little in my shoulders. And if you can't feel it, take another breath and just notice where your breath is. And that helps us turn our attention inwards or to the interior sense of ourselves. So often life is pulling us out and we're doing and being and all that. But when we want to receive or learn or, or gain insight, um, neurologically speaking in, in every other way, it's, it's great to actually be here, right? It, it, some of it goes in, but I, I don't trust that, you know. So if we're present, we can consciously use our learning style to receive the gifts. So go ahead and just take another moment to connect with your breath. Let those shoulders come down away from your earlobes. Maybe make some space between your teeth. Yeah, your nervous system is starting to just auto-regulate a little bit more consciously now. You might be running and you're super excited or you're having a lot of fun, so you don't need to do anything except just notice, but that also brings you into the present moment. So whatever you're doing, you're more here. So that's exciting, and that's part of a practice, and it was free and really easy, right? And how often do we get free um, free stuff? <laughs> I love that. So the next thing I would invite you to do is to cultivate a perspective of gratitude. That's part of a daily practice. Uh, so far, I haven't heard anybody have that be a bad thing. Um, that's never really gone wrong. It just expands our capacity uh, to be in relationship with the moment, with ourselves, with each other. We're relational creatures, and gratitude is one of those um, perspectives that is, creates an opening. So one of the ways I like to invite our listeners to do that, you to do that, is to uh, think about who helped you do 
whatever you're doing right now, um, make make that possible. Who helped make that possible? Yeah, right? What's in your belly? Think about what you ate for breakfast or what you're going to eat for breakfast. How many people did it actually take? People who wake up at, you know, 3 and 4 in the morning, who knows, uh, packaging, designing, uh, out in the fields, you know, all of it. So people fighting for GMO, if you're eating that against GMO, you know, if you're eating organic food. I mean, there's literally thousands upon thousands of folks who helped make your breakfast possible unless you pulled it out of your garden. And then, you know, we could go into that who made the dirt and, you know, God, I don't know, wherever you want your gratitude to go. Clothes, electronic devices, you've written a book like our guest today. Just spend a moment finding out what happens when we shift and, and make some space. It doesn't mean we have to let go of the other things that are happening in life. We just want to make some space for um, this multiple way of experiencing our reality. And that differentiation is a master tool. Our ability to have that dual awareness, our, our guest is going to talk about that today. Uh, throughout his book, it really invites us to do that. When we take charge of our thoughts and, and our relationship with what's happening, we, we get to have better relationships. So right now you're breathing and you're finding your portal of gratitude. I'm going to go down the list of folks who make this program possible, starting with the OneWorldChildrensFund.org. If you're online, they are our um, global sponsor. Uh, they are uniting people to improve the lives of children affected by poverty. At the national level, we have the National Action Organization committed to changing the way our culture values each other and make this programming possible, um, have done so for the last 11 years. And um, they, 100% of the proceeds, by, by the way, for both of those organizations goes to programming uh, just like this. Um, and at the local level, the Open Secret Bookstore in San Rafael, California, if you're familiar with California at all, Open Secret Bookstore is one of those iconic bookstores and uh, it's been around for, I think, almost 30 years now. And they've got books just like our author James Cordova's book today, The Marriage Checkup, uh, sitting on their shelf. So check them out as well. All right, breath, gratitude, whoa, we are talking about marriage today. Yeah, some of you are turning that volume up. Wait, what? <laughs> right, the marriage checkup. Sometimes we don't know what's going on. Like uh, James, our, our author today, says, you know, it's not like your marriage whines, you know, like a child or somebody, uh, an adolescent or whatever. Marriage has this voice that we have to pay attention to because over time, uh, sometimes we get in real hot water and then it seems too late. But uh, all the research our author and guest today, Professor James Cordova, has brought together for you and put in this book is just outer limits. You're going to love this program. You're in the right place today. So let me tell you a little bit about Professor James Cordova. He's the chair of the psychology department at Clark University in Worcester, Massachusetts. Um, he, his research focuses on increasing our understanding of processes that promote healthy relationships. Professor Cordova directs the Center for Couples and Family Research at Clark University, a team of clinical projects um, exploring a team clinical project, excuse me, exploring cutting-edge research on intimate relationships and the development of focused interventions to promote relationship and marital health. Uh, we need that. <laughs> okay, well, he's done it for us. 
we're going to be talking about his book, The Marriage Checkup, a scientific program for sustaining and strengthening marital health this hour. And like I was saying, marriages don't whine like children or bosses, but we have to pay attention to them or they can get sick or just plain tired. Uh, Professor Cordova says uh, he can help, help us assess the strengths and weaknesses of our relationship and how to develop strategies for strengthening its health. We're going to do that today right here on the program. Welcome to the program, Dr. Cordova. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here. <laughs> yeah, well... We were just talking during the break about, you know, you hear so often, well, 50% of all marriages end in divorce. And if you're California, 65% of all marriages end in divorce or, you know, who knows. Uh, that's a pretty major statistic. What, tell us what got you into this field, first of all. Uh, was it the, the, the plummeting statistics of marriage or, or what? Um, I think, you know, for me, it was, you know, some part of it was that, you know, it, during the early part of my career, I was uh, in charge of um, keeping the statistics for why people were calling in for help. And always, every single month, um, by double-digit margins, the reasons that people call in for help have to do with their relationships. So it seems to be the place where um, uh, we tend to both um, suffer the most, uh, and the and the the ground where we have the greatest opportunity for really thriving. Wow, yeah, that is good news because so often we think, oh, that's over, it's broken, I right. have to move on, right? I, not to say that we don't give it a great try years and years sometimes in relationships, but sure. it seems that that old paradigm or the one that we're trying to move out of is. It's like it can be broken and not fixed, and that's the end of the story. So, yeah. Right, right, yeah, actually, absolutely. And I think, you know, the way that, that we tend to, and, and this is something that you already mentioned, the way that we tend to think about our relationships is, is sort of like, you know, relationship satisfaction is good if you can get it, right? It's like the maybe it's the cherry on top or the icing on top, but we don't tend to think about our relationships as a health system. Uh, as being, you know, just as important to our uh, physical health and mental health as as any other thing that we take good and regular care of. Um, so, so you know, from that place, uh, we we um, we let the ball drop a little bit, right? And and uh, forget that this is something that's always available to us to be to be strengthened, to be nurtured, to be paid attention to in that particular uh, way that we pay attention to the things that matter most to us. Yeah, a lot of us love getting into marriages and relationships because it feels really <laughs> well, great, right? Part, right? It's yeah. super fun. <laughs> the chemistry's great. We have so much in common. I love you. Oh, let's yeah, get married. Yeah. Let's have babies. And then we're like, right? What happened? What happens there? Where where does that all go? Well, it's not like a big secret that the honeymoon phase changes as we start to get into day to day life and we you know, the sort of our shadowy natures come out and yeah, that's okay. But then at what point do we start to usually look under the hood when it's too late, right? right. Yeah. So so why is that? Well, I think, you know, it it has become one of those things where uh uh, we 
we really think we can DIY it, right? Like, it, you know, like, like we don't, and I think it's because we don't think of it as a, as a health system, right? Like, we don't think, like, we can do your own dental health care, or you don't think, like, you can right. do your own physical health care. Like, we just naturally think that, that we need experts sort of regularly involved because when, when something's going wrong with my teeth, I can't necessarily tell that that's happening. And by the time I can tell it's happening, something has really gone yeah, horribly yeah, wrong, yeah, right? That's a good point. And, and what we've sort of discovered about, about marriages and about relationships is that same process is, is absolutely analogous in that spot, that, that there is a, there is built into something as intense and mysterious as a long-term intimate relationship between two complex human beings, a, a natural process of decay. That, that it's, it's such a vulnerable making endeavor. And, and we, you know, and vulnerability is not for the faint of heart, right? Yeah. And so it's so easy to get into it. You know, we pour ourselves into an intimate relationship and just like turn towards it with all of our heart and all of our attention. And then we're back in there, right? We've, we've dropped our armor. We've had our partner drop all of our partner's armor, right? And here we stand sort of naked and vulnerable. And then, wow, this is intense, right? So, so uh, the, we find ourselves in this incredibly vulnerable place where we actually can and do inevitably step on each other's toes, sting each other by accident or on purpose. Uh, and it gets so complicated uh, and and yet we try to do it on our own. Yeah, yeah. So we've got help. Everybody tuning in. Just by the way, if you're just joining us right this second, uh, uh, Professor James Cordova is with us talking about his book, The Marriage Checkup, a scientific program for sustaining and strengthening marital health, which is what we're talking about this hour. Um, so there you are. You might not know what's going on sometimes until we're in too much pain is the answer to that question. And your book actually helps us assess yeah, there's some things going on. Maybe it's good to have some support, some expert support, some scaffolds, because we know that 50% of marriages end in divorce. We need some support here, people, right? So let's talk about the three reasons that you know of, the three main reasons that relationships run into trouble. For me, this all sort of stems from that, you know, what the process of building and sustaining intimacy actually is, right? That we, we fall in love through this process of beginning to uh, show each other, beginning to sort of um, become more uh, vulnerable with each other. And then this other person, like, responds to that vulnerability with this great sort of acceptance and love, and, and we, we uh, become giddy in that. Uh, and so this process of falling in love as we, as we reveal our more authentic selves to each other, you know, the things that we usually keep hidden from other people that we've, that we've learned, well, this is something kind of rejectable about me. This is something where I'm kind of vulnerable in the world, so I'll just keep it to myself. But it takes real effort to do that. And so, you know, when we have an opportunity to actually be our authentic selves with another person, we, we kind of dive into it, right? Sometimes in a foolhardy way, yeah. just dive into it. Uh, and like I was saying before, you know, that, that vulnerability, once it becomes exposed, we don't entirely know how to move gracefully in relationship to it, right? Yeah. You know, our partner stings us. 
and we sting back, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things that, that causes relationships to fall apart, right? That, that we get in there behind each other's armor, and then you can't help but, you know, you come down the stairs in the morning and you haven't had your coffee yet, and you're kind of grumpy and snappish, right? And, and it seems like, sure, I should be able to do this, but now you're being grumpy and snappish with the person that you have asked to be the most vulnerable to you person in the world right and and when we sting the person that we have invited into this intimate relationship it just stings more than it does to anybody else i mean you be grumpy with your coworkers, it still kind of stings but you know we're okay with that Mm -hmm. but you know when you sting your partner your intimate partner you know that that's an intense experience yeah, it's and not how like do we you, respond. To yeah, that? that's a really great point because it's not like being in a relationship is an invitation to be the worst version of yourself so you can relax. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what I'm hearing right, you say. Right. right? Yeah. No. And I think a lot of people feel like, well, I'm. You know, we we know each other and we're in love and we're in a marriage, right? And so we can just be honest with each other, yeah. right? And so it's that using that sort of lazy honesty as an excuse yeah. to not be kind mm-hmm. and to not be careful with each yeah. other. What's another way that we get into trouble here well I think you know because we start to sting each other we start to pull away mm-hmm. um, because we don't exactly know what to do with the complication of like I both love you and I'm attracted to you and I and I'm getting a little bit hesitant around you right mm-hmm. like like eggshells are now on the mm-hmm. floor and I'm sort of stepping around them and so we start to I think the fundamental thing that we do is we start to turn away from each other mm-hmm. and when we start to turn away from each other we really sentence each other to solitary confinement Right, like you're the person that I said, and that we sort of promised that we're going to be this intimate partner to each other. So when I turn away from you, who do you have? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so we learn in that spot to to hunker down mm-hmm. uh, and to pull away from each other, and we end up alone, but together. Yeah. Right, even sort of sitting down on the same couch watching reruns of The Sopranos, right? We're together, but we're alone because yeah. because emotionally we've sort of pulled back away from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the second one. And then the third one. I think the third one is that we stop playing together. Um, you know, nobody gets into a marriage to, like, uh, solve problems and do work and pay mortgages, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, we don't get into an intimate relationship to work hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we come into a relationship through the joy door. Uh, and then somehow we feel some moral obligation to put joy last, to put each other last. Uh, and we just stop playing together. We mm-hmm. stop putting that time and energy and attention into literally enjoying each other and mm-hmm. literally enjoying our lives together. Like, like after we've gotten all the work done, mm-hmm. after we've gotten all our ducks in a row, then maybe we'll go on vacation. Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> you know, when the whole day's work is done, maybe we'll watch 15 minutes of TV together. The world's biggest lie. <laughs> as soon as blank, then we'll blank, yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> and, and so we don't prioritize joy. And when we don't prioritize joy, it goes off to play with somebody else. Yeah, and, you know, that could be tricky right there, too, joy. What what is joy for one partner may or may not be joy for the other partner anymore. More so... I love one of the chapters you have in the book about kind of what I call we-ness, right? You know, uh-huh. creating that real uh, gr- uh, team player mentality. We're going to talk about that this hour. You know, how to get on the 
get back on the same team with each other. Right. So we are a we, and we're not pulling each other apart. Okay, so here we are. Those are the three main categories. If our listeners or if you're out there and you're thinking, nope, that's not my problem. My husband, if he would just blank, everything would be okay. Or he would just help me out or appreciate me. Whatever it is, don't worry. We come back more right here. Uh, Professor James Cordova is in the house with us talking about his new book, The Marriage, not new, sorry, his book, uh, filled with amazing research, by the way, and wonderful quizzes and so forth uh, to help you assess these areas. Back in just a minute right after these messages, and we'll find out more. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well... I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No More Love Life Drama for Us. Hi, everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce yet? We spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Light and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. .com. Okay, so you have a couple of days off, and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries, for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights, and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. Music, information, and friends. HealthyLife.net. All right, everybody, welcome back. Marianne Camarazzi, you're listening to Marianne Live. You're tuned in, yeah, because uh, Professor James Cordova is here, and he's written a book for you, The Marriage Checkup, a scientific program for sustaining and strengthening marital health. Uh, during the break, we were talking about something really funny. I'm going to bring it up in a minute. But one of the things that made me think about, uh, James, was you know this, this point you make between this idea for happiness and satisfaction quotient versus wondering uh, what the level of health is. You know, we went, we moved, or our culture places such a great emphasis on, well, I'm not happy. You just don't do it for me anymore. Therefore, and thus, something must be wrong versus 
to really look under the hood, I like to say, and see what the health is what the health is going on here, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, and that's what your book helps us do. We don't have to throw the marriage out. We don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Let's take a look around, and your book helps us do that step by step. Or if you've got to go and you want to listen to the rest later, here's the short version we've decided. Ready for it? It's your fault. <laughs> just, just take responsibility. You wrecked it and just say you're sorry. Because that's one way to go. In lieu of that, you need to pick up this book, people, because the truth of the matter is is that most of us, we just aren't willing to do that. We just feel like there's too much at stake, too much vulnerability, um, so much has gone wrong. How do we unpack this all? Well, we're going to do that next, okay? We've got some categories of problems. You probably have your own, like we said just before we went to the break. But one of the things we need to start to look at are these different categories, like, for example, uh, James, you, you talk about intimacy. What the heck is intimacy anyway? What, what do we, and what do we think it is? Where are we going wrong there? Well, um, for me and the way that we think about it, uh, the, the, the quality of intimacy that seems most important to relationship health is what we're calling intimate safety. So it is the degree to which we each feel safe with our partner being our authentic and vulnerable selves, right? We learn over the course of our lives just through social interactions, right? Probably mostly in middle school, right? You know, just how rejectable we are and, and the many ways in which people have rejected us or threatened to reject us. And so, so mostly the way we walk around in the world is presenting a facade of the things that we think are acceptable of, about ourselves and really struggling to hide the things about ourselves that we think aren't acceptable. Mm -hmm. And so intimacy is about being able to be our entire selves, right, mm -hmm. to be both the parts that we feel are perfectly acceptable in public and the parts that we've been taught are, are fragile, mm -hmm. are vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and when we feel like we can be vulnerable and be safe with our partner, uh, that's an intimate relationship. Yeah. Our partner can be safe with us being who she is or who he is, and we can be uh, safe with our partner being who we are. And you got a great questionnaire. Based on research, by the way, this whole book is based on sound research. You can check it out online. Anytime you're ready, go ahead, and we can send you to wordpress.clarku edu forward slash couples lab forward slash yeah you might not be remembering that <laughs> so go to marianlive.com and we'll send it to you no worries yeah. but so we're, we're looking at you know all of these sort of what's under the hood what could be wrong with this this marriage that we have it's the checkup here that we're looking at okay so once we've kind of assessed our ability to be intimate and looked at that area one of the other things you talk about is the emotional skills we need to have in a marriage uh, some of the basic skills, I call it, you know, for your emotional tool belt. Uh, James, tell us a little bit about that because this is, you know, emotional intelligence is huge. We, we all need it to thrive in a marriage, correct? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think it is right in that spot where the, the shadow side of an intimate relationship is, is, um, is, is also rooted in that vulnerability. Right, you know, because we're so vulnerable to each other, it is inevitable that we will hurt each other's feelings. Uh, and and one of the keys to either the destruction of an intimate relationship or the thriving of an intimate relationship is how we respond when we've been hurt, mm -hmm. how we respond when we've been stung, mm -hmm. and we've all learned 
you know, deep in our bones, some instinctual way of doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure you've you've uh, talked with partners who say, um, "Well, I just wanted to make my partner feel the way that I felt." Mm-hmm. Right. So when so one of our instincts is when we're stung, we sting back. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that doesn't serve anybody because really, what we're after in that spot is empathy. Mm-hmm. Right. We want our partner to feel empathy for us and compassion for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we go about it in this weird way of like hurting them back. Like, well, if you can feel the hurt that I'm hurting, then you'll empathize with me. And I wish that worked because it's so instinctual, well, but yeah. it actually is quite the opposite. Yeah, you, you know, see we make cats them do feel it. Unsafe. Yeah, right. Yeah. You see a cat swipe a cat, the other cat bats it back. It's actually like, <laughs> right? you, you kind of get that part of Her flying Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, you get that instinctive part. It's a, a self-preservation piece, but we right. do have a frontal lobe now, and we're really encouraging each other to use it to make those choices that are relational versus separating, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. So that that sort of comes from just the way that you started the hour this this um, in this in this hour, right? Like, like. Um, take a breath, you know, like ground yourself back in your body, right? And to realize that there is actual and genuine strength in vulnerability, that you don't have to put your armor back on, you don't have to lash out, you don't have to withdraw, that you can just be there and be hurt and actually talk to your partner about it from a place of both self-compassion and compassion for the other. And that is the bridge to intimacy, yeah. to be able to stay present and open-hearted even when we're hurt, even when we're angry, yeah. uh, uh, even when we're scared. Yeah. One of my favorite sections in there was about uh, having good anger skills. It's worth a double, triple, quadruple read, yeah. you know, because yeah. that, that, that adrenaline starts pumping and that old... You know, those neural pathways or survival or protection mechanisms, they are like a freight train sometimes, and we've got to practice. Right. We've got to practice, right? And, and we are, and I think part of that is that we do so easily forget how, how naked and vulnerable our partner is to us. I think we're less likely to forget that in relationship to our children, right? Like if your child does something that makes you mad, you you still manage yourself, right? Like you still behave with compassion and gentleness because it's so obvious to your eyeballs how vulnerable they are. But we don't bring that same level of unrelenting care to our partners. And, And... and intimacy cannot survive in the absence of that attitude of unrelenting kindness. Yeah, especially when you think that your partner's slights are intentional and really intended to, to harm you, right? It's difficult oh. to find that posture of, oh, my God, he's so vulnerable. You just, you know, <laughs> called me in the F word and <laughs> slammed the door and took the kids. And well, you know, they start trying to remember. I think this, it might be Emerson that says, uh, a true spiritual practice plays rough with the ego. <laughs> yeah, and there's no beautiful. truer, you know, spiritual practice in an intimate relationship, right? That's you know, gorgeous. and if you get your ego all fluffed up, yeah. uh, there's just no way yeah, um, yeah. to move forward in a graceful way. Right. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well said, Emerson. And uh, love those tr- tr- tried and true quotes that uh, become social memes, really. Let's just pay attention to them a little more here. Uh, here's the other thing that I thought was fascinating in your book. Um, 
you know, communication is something that's almost become one of those cliches. Mm-hmm. You, you need to learn to communicate. Mm-hmm. Well, yes and no. You know, what, talk about what, some of the distinctions you make here, because it's it's the intention behind the communication oftentimes, uh, right? Because you hear a partner say all the time, it's not what you said, it's how you said it, and people scratch their head, and they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm not angry, I'm just excited. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, and we do, and I think, again, it comes from that place of, of um, you know, needing to, to uh, really grok, right? Like reading to, needing to really get um, how important it is to treat each other with that unrelenting gentleness and that unrelenting mm-hmm. kindness so that the tone of our voice mm-hmm. uh, naturally moves to that place, right? And, and, and it's all rooted in compassion. Right, that when we really sort of um, understand how vulnerable we are and how vulnerable our partner is and how much we really just want to be loved and accepted and cared for, of course, you know, the way that we, the way that our tone of voice goes, the words that we choose, we're careful with each other. Um, And we just want to be careful in that care. Uh, not to take each other for granted. And these are big words here: care, vulnerability, acting like you like your partner. That we got a theme <laughs> going here, okay, everybody. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how do you cultivate that team spirit, right? That man, you say that this uh, relationships are a spiritual journey, and we're going to talk about sexual authenticity. I love that term. We come back right here on Million Lives right after these messages. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No No More More Love Love Life Life Drama Drama for Us. us. Shh, over here. Here's a secret for a virus-free computer. ESET. They've been a pioneer in the antivirus industry for over 25 years. 25 years of innovative, top-rated antivirus protection. ESET's award-winning security solutions provide a safe online experience for over 100 million home and business computer owners. They are so affordable, fast, and simple to use. So be gone, you blue screen of death. ESET's on my computer. If it's not on yours, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ESET now. Did you know that in seven minutes you might save $522 on car insurance? Well, this makes sense. Since 21st Century Insurance's company's website has been rated number one in responsiveness by Keynote. Serving customers since 1958, 21st Century Insurance has a 24-7 online policy and claim service. You can get a quote fast and easy, so get your quote by visiting HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click right on the 21st Century Insurance banner. More exhilarating talk. HealthyLife.net. Welcome 
Welcome back, everybody. James Cordova is with us. The marriage checkup. Does your marriage need a checkup? Do you know somebody who's married and they need a checkup? And you just slide that book right into the mailbox and leave it on the coffee table. Or, oh, Merry Christmas. Or, oh, my God, my friend just gave me this book. Maybe you should read it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's how it happens. It can save a marriage. You can save a marriage with some skills, with some expert support. It is no joke, and the pain and suffering that we experience, I mean, I've been laughing a lot this morning. I, I, I do not mean to make light of this. This is a very, very serious concern. We are relational creatures. We need each other. We are dependent on each other. It's, it's how the world goes round. So that said, James, your book is filled with tips. Throughout the whole book, we've got the, the, the uh, scientific research. We've got quizzes to help us assess these areas. Let's talk about some of the tips based on some of the things we were talking about that folks can start to apply right now, for example. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think, you know, the, the approach that we're taking is that it's all about attention. Uh, that, that, and, and the quote that we use uh, most in that spot is that uh, attention is the most basic form of love. And so as we're falling in love, right, super easy for us to pay attention to each other. And then when things start to get complicated, we start turning that attention away from each other. So one of our tips is about using our attention to savor our relationship uh, and to savor each other, right? And that's um, from, you know, that's everything, you know, to really sort of drink each other in, right, and to, and to, and to love each other with this kind of wild abandon, right? Because why not? Right? And so it's about using that attention in the same way that you savor the things that, that bring you the most joy, to bring that same kind of, of energy to your relationship and to your partner. Mm -hmm. uh, and, that's, and that's everything from, a, you know, a quick phone call in the morning or texting each other uh, to um, uh, holding hands, sharing a cup of coffee and making love. Right? Mm -hmm. the whole, this whole attitude of turning towards with such intense attention that we can actually savor. Yeah. Do you remember Oprah said years ago on one of her shows, three minutes of attention a day could actually change your whole relationship? Oh, Do you remember that? That's, and that's absolutely true. There's, there's really actually decent research in that spot. Yeah. That it doesn't take tons of time. What it takes is quality of attention. That's right. I think it might have been your research, James Cordova. <laughs> some of that. Some it. of that. And yeah. Some of John Gottman's research. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And John Gottman's research. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, beautiful. Yeah. So we, yeah. there are things we can do. James's book is filled with tips and support uh, that we One can One of the other use. ones that yes. you mentioned earlier was gratitude. You know, to practice gratitude and not just uh, gratitude in general, but to remember very specifically and maybe even to do this on a daily basis, you know, the things that we're grateful for about our partner. What is it that I actually love about you? Uh, and again, you know, the mind, the way that we evolved is the mind evolved as a threat detector. Mm -hmm. So so most of where our attention goes naturally are to the things that are going wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have to actually deliberately pay attention to the things that are going right. Mm -hmm. uh, and if we're not doing that on a regular basis, you know, 90% of our thoughts become about what we don't like. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have to remind ourselves quite deliberately, oh, this is why I love you. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then when you remember it, you might think about saying mm -hmm. it out loud. Mm -hmm. That's gorgeous. I love that. 
We're going to move into, on that note, uh, talking about that team spirit, right? Uh, that's part of that essential team spirit is, uh-huh. is being grateful towards one another. Say more about this. So I think, you know, the idea of that team spirit is, is uh, establishing this sense of we right, that we're in the same boat together. And some of that is rooted in our empathy for each other, right? Like we really are literally in the same boat together, right, that, mm-hmm. that when I'm feeling sad, you feel sad. Right, because we are deeply emotionally resonant with each other. When I'm feeling angry, you feel angry. When I feel afraid, you feel afraid. Whatever's going on for me is inevitably going on for you. Mm-hmm. And can we turn shoulder to shoulder in relation to the many sort of challenges and joys of life mm-hmm. uh, and really think about um, we are doing this life together. Mm-hmm. And let me remember to continue to invite you into what's going on for me and to continue to seek and accept your invitation to be uh, there for the things that matter to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's think of all the stuff that we, that, that we bring into our lives together as, as we, mm-hmm. right? And, and, you know, what undermines a relationship is, the, and this is, a, this is sort of a symptom of the turning away, when we really start to think more about ourselves, when it becomes more about me and, and mine. Yeah. And less about us and we. Yeah. I love that you look at relationship marriage in particular as a spiritual journey. Could you say some more about that? Well, it sort of is rooted in, in what I was saying before, you know, that, that this in this space, right, that this this other is is the beloved, right? You know, is the sacred other. Uh, and there's really actually really good research in this spot as well that people that bring that kind of heart to their relationship, where they see their relationship as as sacramental, as sacred, that um, we are necessarily more uh, loving, more gentle, uh, and and more graceful uh, in relation to each other, more willing to be forgiving, uh, and better able to um, uh, serve, right, with 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 uh, with joy rather than, than looking for, like, what can I get out of this and what have you done for me lately, yeah. right? Like, how am I nurturing mm-hmm. uh, uh, this? You know, how am I um, letting this um, container, letting this crucible, you know, cook me, mm-hmm. right, and make me softer mm-hmm. and more open? Mm-hmm. Moving from that ego-based sort of persona relationship to a deeper, more sacred Connection. Precisely. On yeah. that note, let's move into the idea of the sacred and bring it into the realm of sexuality. You talk about spiritual authenticity as sharing the sacred uh, together. Let's say some more about this. Sure, absolutely. Um, I think for, for for many, if not for most of us, the, the, our sexual relationship is the facet of intimate relationship that is the most in the most vulnerable making, right? So within, in this spot, we're not just um, metaphorically naked. We're actually physically yeah, yeah. and quite literally yeah, yeah, yeah. naked, right? And, and so many of the things that we feel rejectable about, mm-hmm. you know, are right there in that nakedness, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so many of the, of the, um, uh, the tragedies, the slights, the traumas, right, are, are here, in this naked space, uh, and so we can we can approach that uh, intense vulnerability by 
by bifurcating, kind of, right? We, we split off a little bit, right? And we don't fully show up because fully showing too intense. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we're there kind of physically, but mentally and spiritually, we're, we're kind of somewhere else. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the idea of sexual authenticity is to really um, find our edge in that spot and encourage ourselves to show up completely with our full attention. Oh, all right, everybody. <laughs> Go practice that for five minutes. We'll, we'll be right back right here at Marion Life. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. We're going to talk about money, co-parenting, and how you have the courage to change right here when we get back on Marion Live back in just a minute. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've, We've ordered, ordered No More, more love, love Life Drama, drama for, for Us. MarianneLive.com is where you can go to keep up to date with what and where relationship expert, author, and radio host Marianne Camarado is appearing next. Besides Marianne's three radio shows weekdays on HealthyLife.net, you can find out details about upcoming or ongoing seminars and workshops. How about information for ordering copies of books or DVDs? That's also available at MarianneLive.com. Find out about core certification, certificate of responsible relationships, www.marianlive.com core certification learning tools to attract build and sustain great relationships also sign up for marianne's newsletter to be informed about upcoming events and possible workshops or speaking engagements in the northern california area www.marianlive.com what does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. All right, everybody, welcome back to Marianne Live. Okay, we're coming up to the top of the hour now. We're talking about um, sacred sexuality, sexual authenticity, and how to create that. Look at a lot of the things we've been talking about with our guest today, uh, James Cordova, who is a professor and written down all this amazing research for us uh, in his book called The Marriage Checkup. This sounds very lofty for some of us. We're thinking, oh, my God, yeah, how nice for you, but I am just a mess. I cannot even see my hand for the trees or the forest for the trees, you know, like let's let's give folks some hope here because we know that these skills and tools and this reorientation really actually works. 
James. So let, let's let's talk about that. How do we make our way uh, over this chasm and give people some hope here? Um, well, I think there are um, some some simple steps that that couples can make. Um, uh, one of them, again, if we if we come back to this fundamental uh, quality of attention. Um, it's to simply notice where our attention is. Uh, and in noticing where our attention is, then we have this opportunity to do something deliberate with us. Mm-hmm. Right? And so if we've noticed that our attention has drifted from our partner, how do we come back to that? Right? Mm-hmm. And start getting curious about who our partner is again mm-hmm. and start asking questions. Mm-hmm. So our Aaron has these great, like, 15, 36 questions, you know, how to, you know, to help couples fall in love. Mm-hmm. But you don't even need those particular questions. What you need is the attitude of curiosity. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what is it like to be you? today sweetheart mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right and just starting with that question yeah. uh, uh, and really attending to the answer and mm-hmm. really caring and empathizing with the answer can be huge yeah. um, because again you know life is so busy it pulls us in so mm-hmm. many different directions mm-hmm. and we might even forget that we are starving for each other's mm-hmm. attention exactly one of the other thank you for that and, and that's a great place to start I think every day or any time a reboot during the day um, a couple of the other things that pull us apart um, money We've got spenders and savers, you say. Let's talk a little bit about that. And then co-parenting. Oh, my gosh. Woo, that can pull any couple (laughs) apart, right? So, yeah, it's interesting because the spender-saver pattern is one of many different kinds of patterns that just naturally emerge in a couple's relationship. And we tend to be blind to our blind spots, right? So we are blind to the patterns that we actually get stuck in. And um, everybody has an emotional relationship with money. Uh, And for some people, money is... Uh, uh, creates a sense of safety and security in the world. And if you have a magic amount uh, set aside in a bank account somewhere, then you feel safe, like you've got a safety net under you and life is a high-wire act. And for other people, uh, the emotional relationship they have with money is money is about not feeling deprived, right? So when you have money, you spend money to feel like you're working to live and not living to work. Uh, and so, so savers tend to want to put money away to help them feel safe in the world. And spenders want to spend money to help them feel uh, vital in the world. And for whatever reason, those two type of people find each other magnetic. (laughs) They fall in love with each other in droves. And then when they're having arguments about money, they think it's about math. And it's never really about math. Uh, it's always about what our emotional relationship with money is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where do you get two spenders together? <laughs> <laughs> always a dangerous proposition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of time in Vegas. And then but again, got... <laughs> just like with any of those things, right? Like you have to know it. Yeah. If you don't know it, you're at its mercy. Yeah, and right. if you're aware of it, you've got a exactly. little bit more opportunity for wisdom. Great chapter. You want to check that one out as well. The co- co-parenting pieces we come up to the top of the hour. This is a really big deal for folks. Parenting styles can pull you apart pretty easily, right? Well, and that's just it, that we, we learn our parenting style 
uh, very early on in life, either by modeling our parents or by sort of reacting against the model that our parents created. And so the style that each of us comes into the relationship with just feels instinctual. It feels like this natural sense of what's right and what's wrong. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, our partner's coming in with a different learning history Mm -hmm. uh, and a different sense of what's right and what's wrong. And what's so challenging about co-parenting is when your partner does something that sort of in the the musicality of parenting feels like an off note, Mm -hmm. we look at them like they're crazy, Mm -hmm. right? Like, where did Mm -hmm. that come from, Mm -hmm. right? And it feels like like an assault on something fundamental. And it can be hard, again, to sort of take that step back Mm -hmm. and recognize, oh, we just were coming from different places. And if we can talk about it and and get on the same page about it, then we're in a much better place to, um, uh, if you tend to row fast and I tend to row slow, Mm -hmm. then maybe I have to slow my pace down a little Mm -hmm. bit and you have to pick your pace up a little bit. Mm Uh, in the service of raising our children well. Exactly, because we don't want to be split there, because then the kids, it becomes a nightmare, right? That right. triangle right. and all of that. Yeah. And that right. chapter, you do a great job and really help navigate, uh, helping people sort of assess what's going on, how to get back on the same page as you do with the whole book. And then we get to the end of the book, and the last thing we want to talk about here is, is the courage to change. You've got a questionnaire about that as well. Um, what do we want to say about that as we, we turn towards the end of the program? Well, I think you mentioned a little, when you were joking earlier about it's all your fault. Right? <laughs> I was semi-joking. <laughs> that there is some, you know, that, that, that we're always sort of navigating the space between acceptance, like, oh, this is just who I am, just the way I'm built. You know, my buttons are my buttons. This is just who my partner is. That's just the way she's built, just the way he's built. Um, and, and that's not going to change. And, and really doing this sort of fearless uh, inventory of the self, right? You know, well, what, where are the places where, I'm, where I could be growing? You know, where is my edge here? Where are the places where I stay defended, where I could practice being more vulnerable and authentic? Mm-hmm. Uh, where are the places that I get reactive, where I could actually be kinder and more caretaking? Yeah, these are actual questions we want you to ask yourself. Yeah. These are not, these are not, this is not hyperbole, for example. We want you to ask yourself when we argue, we try not to hurt each other. Yes, no, whether there's a scale of one to five. I mean, these are important questions that later on are going to serve you. Okay, we're at the top of the hour. Sorry to cut you off. I just want to know, what do you want to leave us with today? Um, for me, I think the thing that, that stands out the most is that uh, uh, it's just to go back to this place that attention is the most basic form of love uh, and to really be clear about that. And so if your intention is to be a loving partner, then uh, attend. Gorgeous. Thank you so much. This is amazing and helpful, and everybody is already loading up because Christmas is, you know, just around the corner, four or five months away. <laughs> I, I don't know about you. I start buying my Christmas presents now. Uh, and this is June, the month where so many people get married. Not a bad book to have for those brides. Just a little pocket on the side. Thanks so much for joining us today, James. Absolutely, we're my so pleasure. happy. Thank you. Oh, it's been a blessing, a privilege, and we wish you every blessing on your journey. You as well. Thanks so much. We're going to be right back for our wrap right here on Marion Live. Don't touch that dial. Back in just a minute. Hi, 
Hi, everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Lide and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. HealthyLife.net, where positive overcomes negative. Yeah, there's relief. If your marriage is in trouble, you look at, pick up a copy, the marriage checkup. If you know somebody whose marriage is in trouble, pass it around. It's an amazing body of work based on years of research founded, found, uh, founded on, I think, kind of like Buddhist principles, compassion, love, uh, the higher, the higher uh, parts of our brain, I think I'd like to say, and the heart mixed together. Hey, look, next week, right here, uh, same time, same place, Rachel Harris, listening to Ayahuasca, is going to be uh, the program that you're going to be tuning into. Yeah, Ayahuasca, there's a lot of hubbub around that. A lot of people are into it. Uh, it's come and make, made a resurgence in terms of a healing property. You're going to find out more about uh, that with our guest. And... If you haven't been to our site lately, check out Marianne Live. We've updated it again. We have new offers for you. I've got a new dating uh, mentor program that I'm offering uh, throughout the United States and abroad. Um, check it out, MarianneLive.com, for more information. And don't forget to go do something good for somebody today. Don't let them know you did it. That is the third part of our practice. Thanks for joining us. I wish you every blessing. And thanks again to our guest, um, James Cordova, The Marriage Checkup. See you next time, everybody. Take care.